up, Geekscapists? Welcome to our brand new Geekscape episode. We are back here in 2018 at the Westwood One Studios, and uh, we've got a pretty action-packed show for you guys. If this is your first Geekscape, we're going to be talking movies, video games, comics, all the geek pop culture stuff. That's what the show is. That's what it's been for 12 years. But today, we are definitely going to be doing an episode that is straight to all of our hearts because we're going to be talking some super action with our good friend, Casper Van Dien, and he's brought along his new buddy, Alexander Nevsky. They've got a new movie called Showdown in Manila. It comes out in theaters this Friday and then next Tuesday on VOD. So those of you who are in places where the movie's not playing, I definitely think you should see this on a big screen. But I understand if you're living in like, say you're Shane, you're living in Wasilla, Alaska. Hi, Shane. How are you? Um, This is probably one that you're going to end up watching on your xbox <laughs> and that's next tuesday it's called showdown in manila i watched it it's got lots of action lots of action stars in it and we're gonna be talking to the boys about that um dude casper it's good seeing you again hey it's always good to see you <laughs> and i'm so glad you get to meet my producer and star and uh he's uh he's amazing alexander nevsky he's just uh just a, a dear friend now it's great to be here thank you very much casper thank you very much to you for inviting us and basically I am the biggest geek from Russia, let me put it that way. And by the way, you mentioned Alaska. 100 years ago, Alaska was Russia. Right? So they definitely, they definitely, uh, they definitely watch Showdown in Manila, right? And support us, I'm sure. I mean, all the five people there, I mean, there were six. I think, I think you can see Russia from Alaska. I think, I think somebody said that once. Exactly. And, and, and Shane, Shane spends a lot of time on Reddit, so he might have actually been super influenced by Russians in this past election. So maybe, who knows? Well, we all I, can, I, I, will not, I will not comment on that. <laughs> I think, uh, I think he's a, and, and Shane, by the way, has got the coolest name. Because it's it's Shane. I mean, uh, Shane, Shane. Yeah. Well, no spoilers on the end of that movie. Yeah. Um, but right. <laughs> well, I mean, I I know Casper pretty well. Like Casper's been a good friend of mine for a few years. Thanks to Jenny for introducing us. Jenny's in the studio, and um, but I don't know you, Alexander. Like, I, I'm, but I but I watched the movie. You were a producer on it. You're like you got the top billing. Is that the perks of being a producer? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or is it the perks of just being huge? Like, like you are a big all dude. All of it. All of it. And then, then let me tell you, when I decided to produce it, I thought, who should be the main star? I mean, of course, it should, it should be Kasper Wendin. It should be Kerry Tagawa. Director should be Mark Dacascas. But who should be on top? I mean, uh, billing and everything. And it was a hard decision. Let me put it that way. <laughs> it was a very hard decision uh, to make. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, I decided, I decided to put myself. Yeah. Did anybody fight you on it? <laughs> Actually, no. For some strange reason, no. I mean, Tagawa wanted to, but uh, he probably forgot. I mean, <laughs> You know what's, what's cool about this movie, Geekscape, is, and you know uh, since the beginning of Geekscape, and we've got the character Super Action Man, we got, it's one of our Geekscape t-shirts. I should, I don't know if our shirt would fit, fit you, Alexander, but I should definitely get you guys the Super Action Man t-shirts. Thank you. Because they're like they're based around our love of super action. And super action is back when there was Blockbuster. Remember Blockbuster videos? There yeah. was an action section, and then there was a super action section. And the super action section was for the real shit. That was for like the the movies that like um, would be like Steven Seagal films or Arnold's films or the ones that would have like American Ninja would have fallen into there. Uh, you know, the ones where it's like this is a fucking straight up action movie. You're going to enjoy this. And, like, the super action genre, I think this falls way into it. And you know what? I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned uh, super action. I'm glad you mentioned F-word because, I mean, it <laughs> so we can use that. Uh, but yeah. let me tell you. Let me tell you in another uh, F-word. So I was so freaking happy. 
to do that film because I'm a huge fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of Caspers, uh, and I saw him first time at uh, Starship Troopers. And uh, for his credit, I mean, he's uh, he's a freaking action action icon, but he's a great actor. And you saw it in Showdown in Manila. Because of him, we really have a uh, action comedy, that body comedy stuff in the film. And Marta Cascas, who's also an icon, I know that new generation know him because of Iron Chef mm-hmm. and then stuff like that. I haven't but, watched Iron Chef. Uh, but you should. You I, should. But, but I knew Marta uh, Cascas uh, for all. I mean, you will know all the recipes and stuff. I mean, it's, 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 it's important. But he's an action icon, and it's his directorial debut. And uh, for me, it was a huge honor to do that. And Olivia Gruner from mm-hmm. Nemesis and Cynthia Rothrock, she was North American karate champion. And Don Dragon Wilson, I was an amateur kickboxing kickboxer when I was a kid. Don Dragon was my idol. Yeah. He's, I mean, to, to do a movie with all of them, I mean, it's a dream come true. In Geekscape, is, uh, the movie does have that, that Expendables feel where you start watching this movie and you're like, holy shit. Cynthia Rothrock's in this, and like you love watching her from those super action movies. And Donna the Dragon Wilson and Mark Dacascus, I think I met both of them through a friend of mine, James Liu, who's a yeah. stunt coordinator. Yeah, James Liu's good James, friend. And, and, and I think James, Cynthia, and and Don have this new project. Like they ha- they just started an Indiegogo for this movie called Martial Arts Kid Two, and I I should get them in here because they, you should. they just started this Indiegogo. It's going for two months, but. And we should promote that, but today is all about showdown in Manila and some super action. But yeah, it, it, it was fun for me because look at it in him. He he talks about all these people that are his idols, and he talks about Arnold and Sylvester Stallone and all these people that are his idols. But he really means it, and he brings in all these people for his friend. He, he like, I want to do something like The Expendables. I want to have this, and I want to have Mark directing you, and and I want to do this this comedy. And 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 Mark and and Alexander both said this role is perfect for you, Casper. And then I look at this, and and he's a sex addict, and. And I'm like looking at these guys that are my friends, and I'm like, "What do you mean this is perfect for me? Like you're perfect, Casper. He's one of the funniest big guys I've ever met in my life. It was so we had so much fun. There's so many more scenes and so many more. There's so much more footage that we didn't get to put in the movie because you know movies have time limits. That but our banter it was so fun for me to be to to, to improv with him, and then he just came back every single time with all these great quips, and I was like looking at this man going. All right, you're the biggest guy I've ever met in my life. <laughs> right. There's nobody bigger. You know what I just thought of listening to you uh, talk, Casper? A, you are a sex addict. B, <laughs> no, I have no idea. How would I know that? Well, it's that one night you and I spent together, right? It doesn't look like one, right? I mean, it is no. We, we, we did a prequel called Throwdown in Manila. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, so wrong in every right way. There was actually a second one called Hoedown in Manila. Yeah. And it, and then, and then, that had Jenny in it with us. I didn't, I didn't produce that one. That no. one had females in it. And then the third. The third, the third one started getting a little animalistic. It started getting a little weird. But you know what? Don't search the internet for that stuff. Uh, it's in there somewhere probably. Shane, help us out. You probably, you probably found it. Um, so what I was thinking just now in listening to uh, – obviously there's a, there, there's a big love. Uh, some of it's nostalgia. Some of it's just people love action because now movies kind of have to go the way of giant franchises and – they have to be wide appeal. Like they have to almost be all audiences whenever you hit a theater. And which is why it's important in Geekscape is that if you go see this thing in the theater, because there are not a lot of R rated action movies in the theater based on the need for wide appeal on a theatrical level. Everything that is R or kind of hidden genre is kind of going Netflix. When you think of something like Stranger Things and how popular it was, that it was a celebration of like 80s horror, coming of age you know, stand by me type of films with E.T. and this other stuff, Stephen King thrown into it. 
why not start a Netflix series? There's just an idea I'm throwing out here, Geekscapes. You heard it here first, and these two boys need to be involved if they make it. Uh, a Netflix series that is a 13-episode celebration of this kind of action. Because what you said is there was a lot more outtakes and there were a lot more moments in the movie that didn't make it because we only have two hours. What if you didn't have only two hours? What if you had 13 you Am know, I getting the gears moving? Uh, to be honest with you, of course, we're having fun and uh, making jokes. But you know what's going on with independent filmmaking right now. It's not easy to mm-hmm. produce TV show. It's not easy to produce no. independent film. I mean, for studios, it's and not easy action. to produce. Exactly. Right. So for me, it's a little bit different because uh, I'm kind of, you know, for me, it's all this kind of surreal because in the other part of the world, in Russia, I'm an established movie star. And my mm-hmm. films, they always white theatrical releases over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, thanks to Casper, Casper joined me when we promoted Showdown in Manila in Russia. And we had like a premiere in the biggest uh, Moscow theater, 2,000 guests were attending and we opened it on 1,000 screens over there. Went to St. Petersburg, to other cities, promoted it. Uh, so here, yes, here it will be in limited theatrical release and on VOD and later on Netflix. We already mm-hmm. made a deal with Netflix. And I think that it's very important for people who are listening now to understand that if 6'6", 300-pounds Russian guy can produce films, which he loves, you know, with stars and his idols in it, everyone can do it. It's just you have to have a strategy. You, I mean, it's great to make fun mm-hmm. and everything and whatever, but you have to have a plan and you have to really make it because it is tough time. It is tough time for everyone. For studios, it's tough to make not that big extravaganza I mean, franchises about superheroes, but I'm talking about kind of like movies we had before right. with Arnold, with Stallone, with Casper, with Mark. I mean, action movies, kind of like mid- middle-level uh, uh, budget action movies. Sure. They don't make them anymore. So I think if we talk about uh, producing stuff, people should be more active. Independent filmmakers should be more active. Geeks over there, mm-hmm. they should be more active, you know? So... The, and, uh, you know, I support it for my heart. And I like uh, the TV show you mentioned and everything. It's just I will continue to, to shoot action movies. And, and your heart is in films. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's amazing for me because when I went over and watched him do his press and, and, and for me to go to St. Petersburg. In Russia. Yeah. In St. Petersburg and in Moscow. I was watching him. And when I first when, did Starship Troopers, I was studying. I asked my publicist, who's the best actor at doing this? And he said, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I, I read up on everything because we didn't have all the internet like we do now. Sure. It wasn't as easy as access on your phone and everything. But I read up all on how Arnold did it. And I talked to the publicist because I had the same publicist for Starship Troopers. And Alexander does that and more than what, what Arnold did. It was so impressive for me. He really knows how to talk to the press. He really knows how to get out there. And he, and he really you can see he genuinely loves these kind of movies. And he gen, genuinely loves the action stars of that. And so he... he who tries to promote it and tries to do it. And it was so intoxicating for me and so great to be around that. Because that's what I'm doing over there. Uh, that's how I continue to keep uh, making movies. My movies in English with Hollywood cast and crew, but we dub them completely into Russian. We show them there in theaters. So business-wise, it's still a great, uh, great thing. And we have everything else, else as an icing on a, case, uh, on a cake, you know. And again, thanks to Casper. I mean, we promoted hard, and now we're promoting it here. You know? In in Russia, is it dubbed or is it? So of course, yeah. of course. Because you, watch into the, you don't want to be reading. You want to watch the action. Uh, My yes. Russian is terrible. Uh, <laughs> his Russian, his Russian is terrible. Alexander, so he, he speaks English and, and Russian, and he gets around, but he's doing it all in 
All in English. I'm, I'm trying to. It I'm reminded to. me that Casper, uh, when we went to make that movie in Brazil, and you were like, why aren't I in it? And then you started speaking in Portuguese. <laughs> and it was like the two lines in Portuguese that you knew really well. Si, obrigado. <laughs> you just, I was like, okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. See, he can Voda. speak Russian now. He can speak Russian now. It's yeah. almost racist. <laughs> Or it is. I don't know. I don't know. I do it with love. I do it with love. Is that racism? He's celebrating. I'm celebrating it. That's love. Exactly. I really want to be in those. Um, so what was uh, so what was the hardest part of putting this one together? It was a it was a co-production between Russia and the Philippines. So like the, the, did the I mean what was the hardest part of putting this thing together? And how long did it take to put the movie together? You know, uh, to be honest, I was really inspired by Expendables because I know Sly Stallone personally, and he's a huge inspiration. And uh, I mean, when I watched Expendables, I just thought. Because you remember first Expendables. Of, of course. course, they had. I like, watched it the other day. Exactly. So there is like Arnold a little bit, Bruce Willis a little mm-hmm. bit, Sly, and but there's also Gary Daniels mm-hmm. in the movie. Eric Roberts is in the movie. So for Sly, it didn't matter if they did huge movies before or smaller movies before. Yeah. He just got them together because they're all action icons. And I really strongly believe that Casper Bandin, you know, deserved to be in Expendables. Marta Kaskas deserved to be in Expendables. Olivia Gruner deserved to be in mm-hmm. Expendables because, you know, Nemesis was a theatrical film back in the 90s. Great movie. Michael, uh, Michael Dudikoff. Michael Dudikoff, exactly. But I'm talking about everyone who we got together for Showdown in Manila. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had, we had uh, a lot of fun making it. Uh, right. But, of course, it was tough. It was tough for Mark Dacascos because he was a first-time director. And, uh, uh, I mean, but he was always positive. And uh, he supported my idea about get everyone together with all his heart. So it was it was very hard experience in one uh, hand. But on the other hand, I mean, for me, again, it was dream come true. It was just dream come true. And when, you know, when you have some experience like that, I mean, you don't pay attention to, to the difficulties. You just do it. And it was it was co-productions. It was like American, Russian, Filipino co-production. And actually, Filipina, uh, Filipina crew, they yeah, did a great job. They did a great job because they actually helped with a lot of Hollywood movies over there. Smaller movies, uh, bigger movies. I think they did one of the born, born movies over there. And uh, actually, Chris Santiago, who was our co-producer, he's son of C.O.D. Santiago, who produced Francis Ford Coppola, Apocalypse It Now, yeah. like 30 years ago. We even shot on the same river. If you remember, the yeah. river in the jungle, it's the same river they shot for Francis Ford Coppola. So, again, it was hard, but it was, I mean, it was unbelievable fun. That's insane. And you, were you, how much were you geeking out? Every day, because you had to, because you, because well, the first half of the movie is basically like you and Casper's show and with some Tia career, right? Like that's just how I see it. When I'm watching, I'm like, okay, it's these two guys, and they're doing come on, it. there's Matthias Hughes shooting yeah. me. There's Kerry yeah. Tagawa giving well, him you, an order. You're, you're fighting some dudes, but it's fighting very much dudes. the very very much the first half of this movie is like a buddy cop movie, and exactly. you're watching this this thing play out, and then the big guns start coming out towards the end of it. Um, how like how was the transition there? Like, did you were you guys just having like were you guys just goofing off and, and with the cameras running for that first half of that film? Be honest. Uh, honestly, we were having the same fun we're having here. <laughs> exactly. I mean, with Casper, he's always. I mean, I'm, I'm probably still too little. I don't know. I lost so much weight. That's why he, he's making fun of me all the time. <laughs> I, mean, I was much out? bigger before. You thinned out. Uh, the, yes, exactly. I mean, maybe I'm not tall enough. I mean, he's, he's making <laughs> he's making fun of me all the time. It doesn't matter if we're in Manila, if we're in Moscow, and we're in Petersburg, or in Los Angeles. It's just it's, it's a different story. So yes, we uh, we had fun all the time. But again, of course, when you know when location is not ready, mm-hmm. or I mean, gun will not shoot. 
or, or something else. I mean, it's hard to laugh, especially right. an independent film. You know, time. And as a producer, you're stressing out. I mean, uh, all the time. Uh, when they, they wake you up at 4 a.m., but they're not ready to shoot till 10 a.m. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay. But again, it's an independent film. And thanks to Casper, thanks to other guys, thanks to Mark, who directing it, who was director. I mean, it was still fun. And we still made it. And for everyone uh, who will watch it, I mean, they should have fun watching it. They shouldn't expect uh, extravaganza, like $100 million extravaganza, whatever. But they should expect great action movie, old-time action movie with uh, <laughs> great action stars in it, you know? And what was, uh, there's a one sequence Geeks Cave that I like uh, the, that had the if this I was like okay this is the tone of this movie right because I'm watching it and I'm like okay is it going serious action or not and then when you meet Casper and Alexander's characters you're like okay I got it these guys are having fun now can they do the comedy because there, there's some comedy scenes where you guys are watching the videotape da, 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 and then there's some action scenes um, can we do it together and the I think the best like example of like who this Alexander Nevsky guy is is that sequence with the baseball bat <laughs> where, you know, the guy co- comes at you with a baseball bat, you take the baseball bat from him, you start smacking him around with the baseball bat, and then at the end of it, as you're walking away, you turn back to the guy, and he's like, oh, shit, like, what now? And you just hand him a little napkin. You're like, hey, clean yourself up. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And Which actually, is a nice little button on it that was, It was piece. very nice, because uh, originally I wanted to just kick him again in the face, and just <laughs> as a, and Casper told me, no, Alexander, you should just give him that napkin. I said, no, I should punch him by, by my leg and I mean, by baseball bat again. And I said, no, you should give him a napkin. That is, that is, that is, and that was your it. note? Casper, is that what you're giving me credit for? I, 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 I had so much fun with him, and we just we, we had so many different things. So we were just saying things all the time. We, we had so many outtakes. And Mark, the good thing about him, he would just let us, he would keep the camera rolling and wouldn't say cut. So Alexander and I are like, he's not going to say cut. We're going to just keep going. Mm-hmm. And neither of us stopped. So we, we kept going. So there's a scene in the car where we're just talking. It's not written. Some oh, really? Of it, some of it's not written. Some of it's but there just was a script to this movie, right? There, yeah. There, 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 <laughs> no, we followed the script. We did follow the script. But we did. We had some scenes like that where we just talked. And that kept going on every take. And we had this one, one time with uh, the girl, Hazel Faith. Um, she's a young girl. She was playing a, a role called Kiki. And that was the college exchange student. Yes. Okay. She's Kiki. And the thing that was funny was we... We've been calling her Kiki the whole time. It was written in the script, Kiki. And we had this whole scene we were doing. And she's doing a great job. She was a yeah. wonderful little actress and a singer. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, she goes to us just as a role. And Mark's rolling. And she goes, you know what Kiki means in Filipino? And oh, I go, shit. I go, no, and it's a feminine part. Um, <laughs> and both Alexander and I turned beat red. And we're like, why didn't anybody tell us that this is what it means in, in, in Filipino? <laughs> exactly. But after that, uh, I mean, uh, when I call her, I'll call her differently. Before, like, hey, Kiki, we'll just do that. And uh, after that, I said, Oh, Kiki. Oh, Let's do the scene. You changed the tone. Kiki, good to see you. And that's, that's, that's a little more throw down in Manila than show together. down in Kiki. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she's a great, uh, Hazel, you, she's a great. You sure you weren't there when Gasper and I made that first movie? You sure you weren't around? Exactly. <laughs> There's a little bit of Kiki going down. Uh, just kidding, Jen. Just kidding. Sorry about that. Dan, if you need to hit me, you can do it. Yes, we've, hit know, him. we've known each other. It's going to be thrown much. down in the booth here at Geekscape. <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell it to all the geeks that uh, I mean, uh, Jenny, Jennifer Wagner, she's here, and uh, I mean, uh, I'm so appreciative what she's doing because Casper, uh, when we were making Showdown in Manila, Casper, to be honest with you, I mean, yep, we will not yeah. go into the details, but Casper was making fun. He was very supportive, but he wasn't that happy, you know, and he wasn't that happy because he didn't meet Jennifer yet. 
And of course, Jennifer didn't introduce him to you yet. Yeah. But that's a different story. So uh, later when we met and Casper uh, told me I met that beautiful girl. I mean, and, it's just, and he changed. He was, I mean, he was just, he was shiny. So thank you very much, uh, Jenny, from well, me like, and from so, all the so fans. Well, thank all you. The... So when he made this movie, he was a bit of like a, well, a I'll, kiki I'll tell hound. You, I'll tell you, no. <laughs> was he a kiki hound? No, not at all. I didn't, I didn't say that. No, but this, <laughs> this is the thing that was amazing. I was really, I was going through a divorce yeah. and I was having a hard time. And Alexander said to me, Casper, you need, he kept talking to me going, hey, look, you're a good guy. You need to, you, you need to. Work on. He, he went to me. He goes, okay. I need you to promise. And this me. is at the height of your depression. Yes, the height of my depression. This movie. I am, and, and thank God I was doing action and being around right. that because it takes your mind off it. But he said to me, you need to promise me that you're going to get happy and that you're you're not going to suffer. You're going to stop suffering. And then when he met Jenny, he goes, wow, you really took my words to heart. <laughs> exactly. So he did that. You did a he good did job. That. He did that. Yeah, so thank you, Jenny. And Jennifer and, Wenger was the one that just changed that and, and, and turned it over into, you know, all happiness. And I am not suffering at all anymore. Because so, of him, one of our first dates was in Moscow. Yes. Yeah, one of your first dates was in Moscow. Yeah, he brought him to Moscow, too. Come over here. Do the press over That's here. easy enough. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so two things, Geekscape. Is, uh, Jenny was on, like, the first year of Geekscape. When she was promoting Confessions of a Superhero, the documentary, and I recently showed it to, I think, a documentary class that I was teaching, and it holds up. It's still a really good documentary. You should you guys should find it, Confessions of a Superhero, about the superheroes that uh, that make their work sometimes with uh, promoting on Hollywood Boulevard, working for tips. And it's a hard freaking life, and you will get that when you watch this uh, this documentary. And I remember meeting Jenny at Comic-Con and interviewing you. <laughs> For Geek Drum, the show before Geekscape, and then I had you on Geekscape, and it was crazy, and then met you. And the other thing is, like, when I went through my divorce, like, Casper's the dude I went to for advice, and he's the guy who, like, talked me through it. Alexander's like, the guy that talked me through it. So, <laughs> oh, Jesus. So no, one, no one talked me through my divorce. <laughs> but you did. You, he said, look, look what story. I went through. <laughs> I just want to know. <laughs> I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, no. It's good. <laughs> Could you imagine anybody giving him, like, love advice? He's built like a brick shit. I needed that. I needed some love. No, no. What I love is that you're, you are like Ferdinand the Bull. Like, you're this big dude. Big dude, it's and true. And you could pop my head like a grape. And I feel like there's a level of romantic in you. Exactly. You can feel like... it now. I, I, I know. That's that's what my mom told me all the time. She told me, why you kill all these people on your movies? I mean, you should do something like Pretty Woman. I said, mom, we don't have money for Julia Roberts yet. I mean, but uh, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he is, he is a he's a big romantic and he's also he's just one of, he's one of the you know he's a big guy and he has he cares and he really does when he when he says he's a fan of all these people and cares he was so supportive of me and and such a, a good friend and he really did give me that advice and mm-hmm. I really did take it to heart and because I left the Philippines really I was in a place that was just crushing me because it didn't work my marriage didn't work and I had the kids and he's like you're a good man you need to stop suffering we will make fun of you in the movie, but yeah, off camera. We're going to make fun of you in the movie. <laughs> in the movie. Even more because you're suffering so much. Yeah. <laughs> Even Listen, more. Yeah. If you don't mind suffering a little bit more on camera, yeah. trust me. Like, I'm here for you when the camera stop. But, exactly. but it, it, was, it, was, it was the most fun. We even talked about doing a second showdown in Manila. We talked about that because uh, we just had some good chemistry even at the end of it. We, in the way know, it ends, it feels like it's going to oh, yeah. go on to another story. I was always hoping for it because I looked at all the, the, the camaraderie there in the comedy and I thought, this is so much fun. And he's, I think, an untapped resource. I know he's a big action movie star. You get that right away. But then when you see he has this sense of humor and he's, his timing was so so on for me. I, I loved it because it was so much to play with. It was not like, you know, sometimes you try to play with another actor and they're not quite. They're the not giving you anything back. Yeah. 
I had it with him. So we, we had this going on, and, and I really loved it. It was a lot of fun. Let, let me tell you about Dream Come True, because I was a skinny kid in Soviet Union. And you was, were skinny. Oh, I was skinny. And it was still Soviet Union, you know, in the 80s. And uh, they never showed Hollywood movies over there uh, because it was Soviet Union. And uh, so what did uh, you do? I mean, I like, yeah. Me, in 1986, when I was 14 years old, someone decided to show Conan the Destroyer at the Moscow Film Festival outside of competition. Conan outside of competition. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that's I watched a sequel. It. Uh, it's a that's sequel. A sequel and, yeah. you know, it's PG movie. It's not like Conan the Barbarian. It's more like for kids, whatever. And they showed it in Moscow in a big theater just for uh, one time. Yeah. And I watched it. I somehow got a ticket. I watched it. I was amazed, you know. <laughs> Bless you, Jenny. I was, I was amazed. So I decided that that's what, that's what I want to do. The problem was, at the time, bodybuilding was illegal in Russia. Bodybuilding was illegal? It was illegal. Before Perestroika, it was illegal because of Arnold and Stallone. They killed so many Russians in their movies. It was the reason for Soviet government to ban sport completely. Wait, are you serious? I'm so serious. Because we couldn't, we the couldn't Russians even name it. bad guys, you couldn't exactly. even name it. Exactly. We couldn't even name it bodybuilding. It was That's athletic right. gymnastics. But thanks to Gorbachev, thanks to Perestroika, it all changed. And by 1993, you know, I was 21, and uh, it was already different Russia, right? Soviet Union collapsed. And Russian TV decided to produce a documentary, kind of like Pumping Iron, to yeah. represent bodybuilding, you know? And they chose me as a main star because I was 29, uh, I mean, 21. I was a boxer already. I had a good story. I was skinny. I got muscles after and that. And as a boxer, you're trim. Exactly. You're like... uh, exactly. And also, I graduated from Moscow State University of Management. I had a good story, right? And I was young. I was looking like Arnold and everything. They put me on TV. Like 50 million people watch it uh, because it was a great documentary, but also because it was just three channels at the time. <laughs> so it was nothing else to watch. They hadn't gotten Fox yet. <laughs> I, mean, TV. I mean, next day I woke up and, uh, and I was popular and, it, and I was still a kid. So in the 90s, I did in Russia the same thing Arnold did here. I promoted fitness. I promoted healthy lifestyle, you know, and did all of that. The only problem was when Soviet Union collapsed, all huge movie industry, which Soviet Union had, collapsed with it. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have movies uh, at all in your, during but, the 90s. But at that point, you're a bodybuilder? Uh, I was a bodybuilder. I was, I was also on TV. Mm-hmm. And as I told you, I graduated from Moscow University of Management. I started to write books and mm-hmm. articles about bodybuilding and healthy lifestyle. And in 99, I moved to California first time because I also wanted to do movies, right? Sure. In 99, total box office in Russia was $2 million. Oh, my God. Two mil- I mean, last year, it was $1.5 billion. Right. But it was just $2 million. So I moved to California. I learned English not that well in uh, UCLA, <laughs> at UCLA Extension, God bless them. And <laughs> I went to Lee Stradberg Theater Institute. I tried to learn acting for a year. It was also a fun time. Yeah, <laughs> let me put it that way. But uh, I started to act and produce since 2003. And uh, my first film was Moscow Hit, mm-hmm. you know, with Michael York and Adrian Paul and Joanna Pakula. And it was the first time when I did that thing. We shot it in English, but we shot it completely in Moscow. Right, and they didn't know me as a movie star yet, but they all remember me over there as a Russian Schwarzenegger bodybuilder, you know. Mm-hmm. So Russian Warner Brothers, a Russian division of Warner Brothers, opened it in Russia in two thousand four, like on hundred screens or whatever, and they got like one point five million dollars right away, which wow. was huge for for that time in Big Russia. Time. Yeah, and uh, actually since that, I did ten movies, and I always do them like that. So we shoot them in English with Hollywood cast and crew, uh, dub them into Russian, and uh, have them for Russia in Russian, and for the rest of the world in English. But let me tell you, for me, again, I was skinny like that. I was watching Arnold on a big screen. Of course, in the 90s, when we got all that pirated videos, you know, of course, I watched all movies which Casper made and the Cascas and everyone else, you know. I was so much inspired by them. And by the way, I just finished my new film, right? It's, it's called Maximum Impact. And you said before the show you worked with Warner Brothers, the guy who directed it, Andrzej Bartkowiak, mm-hmm. he did all the great movies for Warner Brothers, like Romeo Must Die, Cradle to the yeah. Grave, as a director, right? 
Andre directed uh, uh, Maximum Impact. And actually, James Liu was a stunt choreographer on James Maximum Impact. James is awesome. He is awesome. And it was the biggest film, uh, my film, uh, budget-wise, whatever. But first guy who watched it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold watched that film, you know. And for me, I know Arnold for many years. And it's but, out in Russia now? Uh, yes, it is. It's not out here yet right. because we just finished it and we just opened it over there. But for me, again, to have Arnold Schwarzenegger as the first audience for my film, for me to have Kasper Van Dien as a co-star of my other film sitting here with me talking to you, you know, I mean, it's all dream come true. And again, I repeat myself again, for all the geeks who are listening us now, they can live their dream. They just shouldn't wait. Right. They should just uh, woke up, I mean, uh, stand up and do something. That's what's important, you know? Turn off the Xbox. Exactly. <laughs> um, what advice, now, it's like the first of the year. It's the first month of the year. And some of them may have health. Uh, may, some may want to turn their lives around health-wise because, you know, you get the New Year's resolutions and stuff like that. Like, for somebody who's, you know, in their 20s or 30s, like the audience is like, what advice would you give them? For starting to like, first of all, yeah. First of all, just look at their favorite action heroes. Look mm -hmm. at Kasper Vandien. Look at Arnold. Look at Stallone. Stallone's seventy seventy one. Look at Alexander you know, Nevsky. Look at Alexander Nevsky, who's a little younger. I mean, just uh, uh, look at them. These people, they're super busy. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're super busy, but they still train almost every day. Kasper had that injury. Uh, maybe you you will tell about that, but uh, he just sex injury. The uh, sex injury. Uh, <laughs> not anymore, but it's just, uh, no, it's, it's a it's a different thing. But he went to the gym right away. Just uh, yeah. you've done that. some you've done some work. Well, I had like, I've been watching. I, I broke a foot. Doing. I broke my foot about seven years ago, and I didn't know it. And I've been running around on this, and uh, there was a couple bone pieces that were out, and they were hitting me. And I thought I had arthritis because when you were coming to our workouts, did you? I not, had I had broken. I had, and you had no idea. I just thought I had arthritis. So yeah, all that running we were doing. I've been running on that for seven years. And so I just had it cut out of my foot. And they had to cut out a cyst that also went all the way down around my heel. And they had to move everything off. And then they had to move all the meat off the bone and then buff the bone down because it was all jagged because the break had healed. My, my fracture had healed. But there was five pieces of bone broke, broke off. And two of them were hitting my nerves. Dude. So I just had that taken off. And I was supposed to take the cast off next week, but I took it off last week. So I took it off two weeks early. And went to the Wait, gym right away. Yeah, Wait, Were you gym. supposed to take the cast off? No. You took it off yourself? <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. You're freaking me out. And he went to the gym. Don't yeah, get injured again. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not running. I'm just didn't. Jenny, don't let him get injured again. I'm, I, hey. they, they made the big mistake of telling him whatever you're doing, you're what? healing faster than anything. Yeah. Look at you. You have superhuman skills. Oh, I can do anything. Yeah. I'm not running. I'm not okay. running. I'm just riding the bike. I can run bike. I can run and row. I can't run. I can ride the bike, row, and swim. And I can do weights. And and I just got approved to do uh uh, legs last week, so I started doing legs again. Okay, and do you want to? Um, do you still want to do a marathon? Eventually, I want to do a marathon. Yeah, yeah but I think I have a marathon for you. Like I was thinking about it today. Like I think, and it's near you. And Alexander Nevsky wants to do it with me. No, nope. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are taking a selfie. Exactly. Like, he he can take the biggest selfie in the world. I can see you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank I, you very much. The the thing is, um, because you guys are in Agora Hills now. We were in Westlake. Westlake. Okay. Yeah. So I think I think the one that goes from Ojai, like last year I did Ojai to Ventura. It's a mountain beach and it's in May and it's it's a really nice downhill run. Let yeah. me propose yeah. another I think direction. That's one for you. Let me propose another direction because I live in Beverly Hills. We can just run around Beverly Hills. One we do. Way I mean, I that's do. what we he should does, do. He does. I mean, <laughs> for about 15 I, minutes. I was out just... there this morning. <laughs> I see this. The, the alarm went off at 4.30, Geeks Campus, and I was out there doing yeah. the hills. You see, you got you to gotta stay fit. 
Mm-hmm. Do that. But I think I think one of the biggest things... I'm going to hit you up next time we have a workout in Beverly Hills. Yeah. Alexander's coming out to pop some heads. You need to go do it. some weights. That'd be great. Yeah, uh, weights, is the one, weights is the one thing I definitely don't do. Well, I got to tell you, it's I think, and he can tell you better than anybody, Alexander can tell you better than anything, but I think it's the fountain of youth. Mm-hmm. And I think that the mistake... Of, it's so not many Jenny? People, she's more than the fountain of youth. She's like... <laughs> She's like my life force. People like I'm like a vampire. And, like that and, movie? Yes. Totally that movie. <laughs> Toby Hooper movie? Yes. <laughs> you watch the horror movies, Alexander? I love horror movies. I just, we could get you in a horror movie, too. Uh, please, please. Because please. action, because I'm, I'm talking to you now. And, and I agree with you that we that weights, we just turned this into jockscape, and it's cool to hang with those geekscapists and definitely make a plan for your New Year's resolutions. Stick to it. If you need anything, message me. But, um... Uh, I talking to Alexander now, like why only action movies? I know. Like, come on, brother! Like, I'm thinking of like all sorts of stuff to play. See, him now in. you're talking like my mother. I mean, it, it, no, no, I'm not. I don't want to be your mom. He wants us to do. He wants to do horror movies. My mom wants us to do. I mean, romantic <laughs> comedy. This is a. Well, I mean, the, the first half of this last movie is a bit of a romantic comedy between the two of you. But, exactly. You know, you just exactly. have to look at. What I'm thinking is like, there's all sorts of stuff you can do. I think you're more dynamic. Than just the action, but like Arnold, they are, that action is where you start. To be honest with you, and talking seriously, horror genre is very interesting. I'm a big fan because, again, uh, yeah, even in the 90s, they never released uh, officially Hollywood movies over there, right? But we had them in 90s and pirated videos, so I watched everything. All the Freddy Krueger stuff. I mean, all the Jason I, stuff. I mean, Friday the 13th. I mean, I love it. You know, original Eat and, uh, and, mm-hmm. uh, and all of that. I mean, uh, great movies. So uh, one day, I will definitely. I will definitely make a nice horror movie because actually in Russia we have so many great horror stories, mm-hmm. you know, like fairy tales, which are very dark and everything. And just uh, I want to do it. It's just what what I'm trying to do. I'm doing step by step, right. you know, just one after another. And I'm a huge fan of action, huge fan of action. So I really want to continue to do that. And uh, talking about, for example, artsy movies, you didn't ask us about artsy movies because that's no. also what we want to do. I think you can do an artsy uh, arts movie. Guy. For me, actually, it's not easy because I represent <laughs> Russia at the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, mm-hmm. so I vote for the Golden Globe Awards. So basically, like every November and December, I watch all the independent films, studio films, dramas, mm-hmm. which presented for an awards, you know. And it just... Uh, Every time I get inspired and I think, no, I should do some more serious stuff. And it just... Uh, I think the two of you guys could do Call Me By Your exactly, Name. Exactly, or drama. You could do like a remake of Call Me By Your Name, the Army Hammer movie with the, with the boy. Uh, I watched that one. That was, I, I will that not comment on that. That, no. that was actually really good. No, but... That was one of my a, favorite movies of the year. Well, we, a little bit too old for that, but it's just... <laughs> well, 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 having seen all those uh, indie movies, what were, what were some of your favorites of the year? To be honest with you, uh, uh, Darkest Hour, I don't know if we can call it independent, mm-hmm. but... What Gary Oldman did, I mean, I'm a huge fan of history. I mean, yeah. I, re- I read Churchill's books and I watched some movies and documentaries about him. What Gary Oldman did, I mean, it's unbelievable. It was his first nomination for the Globe. Which is I, I voted for him. He got, a, he got a Golden Globe. I hope he will get an Oscar mm-hmm. and everything. It's just unbelievable film. Dunkirk, great movie, but I mean, Chris Nolan, come on. He's, he's a, I mean, he's an unbelievable director. It's, it's another scale of, of a film. Right. But Darkest Hour... Uh, all the geeks over there just check Darkest Hour. Great movie. Yeah, and I think Joe Wright directed that. I think yes. I think it's awesome. It's awesome. And for him, it felt like watching it. It, it felt different than a Joe Wright movie because he also do, can do action in a way. And like, I think um, like I, I watch anything Joe Wright does, and Darkest Hour felt claustro- like his most claustrophobic movie. You know, like he kept things very claustrophobic, and they built the tension that way. Yes. And the movie is very visually dark. It is. Um, so if you want to see somebody kind of change his style to fit the story, 
this did not look like any other. You could see Joe, you could see him in the movie. You could see his directing in the movie, but it didn't feel like the earlier movies that uh, that he had made. You're you're right, but you know, uh, actually, I'm cheating, and I'll explain to you how. <laughs> because you I'm a huge I'm a huge fan. Nobody's going to call you on cheating. You'll uh, pop their head off. I know, but uh, uh, to be honest with you, I'm a huge fan of like action films and everything. Mm-hmm. So. Every every award season, when I have to watch a lot of dark movies, independent movies, I mean dramas and everything, what I'm doing? I'm watching one drama, one action film. Yeah. One drama, one action film. And by the way, after The Darkest Hour, I watched Atomic Blonde, <laughs> which I missed in theaters for some reason, and I've watched it, and it's an unbelievable film. Also dark, by the way. The Charlie Saron one. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but unbelievable entertainment. And what she's doing, action-wise, what she's doing. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just great. Did you, know? you watch Coco? I did. I did. Did you cry? Uh, I didn't cry. I didn't cry much, but uh, (laughs) but of course, uh, you know, I voted for that. It's It's beautiful. It's it's, it's beautiful. It's Uh, beautiful. Lady Bird. Yes. And and I mean, because you direct as well. Like, what do you think about something like what happened with the Golden Globes with the with the all male directors? Because I thought I thought that Lady Bird. I mean, I thought she should have been up there. Yeah, as but a director. The, yeah, but uh, Shape, of, Shape of Water. Uh, did, did you see Shape I did of Water? See Shape of Water. So Guillermo Our del Toro. Jones is in it. And Guillermo del Toro. He did an unbelievable job. <laughs> he deserved his globe. And I support what happened in Hollywood with all my heart. You know, because Casper uh, is my, my is my witness. We worked together. We know each other for many years. I always respectful to women. I always respectful to everyone. You know, because I know how hard it is to work in entertainment business and everything. And just. Uh, I was wearing black at the Golden Globes, and I did an interview with Hollywood Reporter right before that. And actually, I said the unpolite thing over there because they asked me. Because because of the Hollywood Foreign Press, of course, I met Harry Weinstein many times. You know, he was always campaigning for his films. And actually, he's a brilliant producer, and he made brilliant movies. A lot of them. I love a lot All of those, them. The Mary Max magic streak in exactly. the 90s was insane. Exactly. But what I said, and I, and I told them, honestly, I told them, I don't know if I, if I can say it or not as a HAPA member and uh, as a filmmaker, but... If I knew what uh, what uh, he was doing, I mean, I would punch him in his freaking face. I mean, right away. And, <laughs> right. Just, uh, and yeah, and actually, she liked it so much. Uh, uh, great lady from uh, Hollywood Reporter. She put it. She put it into the magazine. I mean, next day in Russia, all like uh, newspapers said Alexander Nevsky wants to page Harvey Weinstein, yeah. punch Harvey Weinstein <laughs> in the face. And actually, someone slapped him after that in Arizona yeah, 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 yeah. two days ago. So I inspired him. He didn't slap him too. And too you saw hard. Paul Sorvino talking about how like he got really like good fellows on him and was like, I'm just saying. You know, exactly. Uh, what happened with his daughter? Uh, exactly. By the way, Goodfellas, unbelievable movie. Yeah, it was the first movie by Scorsese, which I watched, because I watched Arnold and Stallone and Casper and all that the great action movies, you know, but I watched Goodfellas. I was, I mean, uh, I was blown away. And I started to watch everything what Scorsese made. So again, for me, it continues. See, in every part of my, my life, it's dream come true. You know, when I make movies, when I promote movies, when I vote for movies, when I watch movies, and uh, actually also when I train my muscles, I should should do it more. He's a big kid. I am a big kid, yeah. He's a big kid, and he's a big, you know, he loves making movies, and and it's it's fun to see that, and he's like, well, you know, I'm I'm just taking my time, taking my steps. He's done over 10 films, you know, and... In no time. Yeah, in no time at all, and and he's he's living the Hollywood dream, and in Russia as well, so it's surreal. It's insane. It's fantastic. it's, It's like having a big kid in here. Who could kill you? <laughs> <laughs> Which is also nice, right? <laughs> it's like having a big kid that could lift you off the ground with your face and kill you. But the fun thing is, is when <laughs> you're just on like this, he says much. he supports people and he's very, you know. Yeah, he and takes them off he the ground. Tru- truly is, he truly does support people. He's uh, he's there to make everybody, uh, you know, 
feel comfortable and and he wants the people to be a part of it and he comes and he brings them and he goes i'm a big fan i'm a huge fan he always says this to to the people that he brings in and he, and it's because you can genuinely see he cares about him and it's, it makes it more fun to work with him and, you know it's funny because i spoke to a couple of uh, sales uh, companies before we start to make showdown in manila and they <laughs> told me you know what alexander i mean uh, to make a movie like that i mean to get don dragon wilson or cynthia rothrock or i mean they said i mean they didn't do movies for many years maybe it will be better for you uh sell wise just not to have them but maybe get to someone hot uh, whatever they want and, and i told them you know what i don't care because yeah, for me fucked. for me i mean don the dragon wilson he did great movies and he's 11th time world kickboxing champion and he supported my charity work in russia he did free seminars for kids with me uh-huh. i mean he's unbelievable guy as well as cynthia as well as uh, uh olivia gruner and it's not their fault that hollywood uh, doesn't make chases the latest trend and like has the nice shiny object like where would tarantino be if he hadn't made taken chances on people exactly. like a john travolta because exactly. right? by that point john travolta had been even past his talking dog movies and he saw something in him you know he did the same thing with pam greer and exactly and tarantino is somebody who will michael who madsen has, is always in his movies doing great appreciations yeah. for people who've done the body of work you don't lose that stuff And you know, how Casper how, doesn't lose things. How couldn't you? Because I mean, they did so much, uh, so much of great movies, mm-hmm. inspired so many people. But having those people on set is an asset. Exactly. Like, how much did you learn working with Don? Because that's the thing. Like, like Casper, and the questions for both of you. But you guys are on this set, and those people have put together a hundred plus years of experience, more so than you guys in that genre. Like, what do you take away from people like a Cynthia Rothrock and a Don the Dragon Wilson? For me personally, I mean, I was amazed because, again, talking about action movies, it's very important to have, like, uh, a lot of time for rehearsals. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I mentioned Atomic, Atomic Blonde because I'm sure they rehearsed, like, for several months as well as John Wick and movies like that. And independent movies, you don't have uh, things like that. You just don't have time, right? So for me, it was unbelievable how Donny Dragon, I mean, Olivier, Cynthia, you know, in the end, we have, like, a huge, uh, like, 12-minute sequence in a jungle where uh, everyone basically showed their style. Everyone fights and everyone has a screen time. And, and they just did that without much of the rehearsing because they still have it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dawn is still an unbelievable kickboxer. I mean, uh, Cynthia, she, she doesn't care. I mean, it's for, for, for guys around here. She just, she just do it right away. And of course, uh, Dacascus, uh, Mark Dacascus, because he's a, he's a real fighter. And he's a great, great on-screen fighter because he did so many movies. He brought his father, Alda Kaskas, who was a fight choreographer. And Alda Kaskas was the one who, with Bruce Lee, basically started to promote martial arts over here. He's a great, he's a legend in martial arts, Alda Kaskas. He, he trained Mark uh, when Mark was a kid. So Al directed some, like, special style. I mean, I mean, for me, he said, Alexander, you're so big. I mean, if we try to rehearse, like, uh, some fancy Japanese type of stuff, I mean, uh, we just don't have time for that, and you don't need that. Let's do it more real. And more he, power. Exactly. Yeah. And he did, like, he did like that with Casper. He did like that with everyone else. And uh, you ask me what I learned. I learned, I mean, again, it was dream come true, but also I saw real fighters. I saw them. Because it doesn't matter how, how much time do you have for preparation. It doesn't matter, I mean, if you're in the middle of the jungle, I mean, don't have water right now or whatever, you, you, you're doing it, you know? And uh, it was it was unbelievable experience to work with Casper because he was always supportive, you know? It was an unbelievable experience to work with them. I mean, just to rehearse all that moves, do it right away. I mean, it's just, uh, it was great. Um, so, 
you, but you've never you, beyond the boxing. You didn't do any martial arts. Did you do uh, martial arts? Or? I tried. Uh, I tried kickboxing. I, right. I, I never competed in kickboxing. Because, but w- w- I tried was it. Your, because you're tall, was your center of gravity off? Like I don't know what the story is on kickboxing, but I'll, I'll explain to you. So basically, kickboxing also was illegal. Like all uh, and karate was illegal. Doesn't all mean you martial arts no, uh, okay. in Soviet Union, you couldn't do it. But you, you couldn't do bodybuilding. Couldn't do martial arts. They did it. They did it undergroundly. But of course, they like lift weights. But you couldn't buy dumbbells right. in a freaking store they just did it themselves i mean you, you cannot imagine what we had over there what were you using as dumbbells i mean a lot of things some people worked in the factories they just made them they made them using cars yeah, exactly literally well you do that volkswagen bug he rips there. out a parking meter puts it through two windows of two different <laughs> exactly. volkswagens and just starts exactly. get arrested after that and continue in the jail yes exactly like <laughs> continue that. in jail but, it's every kind of workout that's uh, the throw down in manila <laughs> exactly but my point is my uh, when i started boxing Right, uh, my trainer ba- basically become a pioneer of kickboxing because all the boxers started kickboxing in Russia when it became legal. So I did boxing, I tried kickboxing, and actually Don Dragon Wilson went to Moscow in the 90s to do seminars, and that's when I met him first time, you know. And it's just uh, since that, I mean, uh, we become friends. And uh, does he remember that? He was like, "Oh, that was the creep." He remember cre- that? He creeped me out. Oh, he remember that? He remember that? <laughs> and he's he's a me. great friend, you know. He's a great friend, and uh, he supported Showdown Manila. I hope everyone will. Showed up at the premiere. We have a premiere on Monday, the 22nd. You should go. Bring your girlfriend. Let's just uh, go and join us and watch it on a big screen. Yeah, bring your girlfriend. (laughs) Okay, Uh, Casper. You bring your girlfriend and you go. And we'll see. We'll have fun. All right? You're going to get me. Okay. Yes, I get Hey, and you know, it was so much fun for me, too, doing all this, because I get to work out with Alexander, and he's the biggest man I've ever worked out with in my life. There's nobody bigger. And, uh, you know, he has got the biggest arms you've ever and seen. you're working and out with this guy? What's I he work out with him. He's like, whatever he tells me to do. <laughs> you're going to argue with him? He goes, let's go to, Casper, let's go to the gym. Yes, Alexander. You don't say no to Alexander when he says that. <laughs> but actually, Casper, he, he's always, he always makes fun, because uh, my very close friend, Michael, who is also a Russian bodybuilder, uh, and Russian champion. He was there in, in uh, Manila just helping us and everything. And he was always working like that, like bodybuilders walk, right? Yeah, what like, is that? Like that. I mean, that's a sour thing. I, me, it's and, an and, actor, right? Uh, exactly. But I, I'm past that. But Michael always walked like that, like bodybuilders, like with arms like that and everything. And you know what Casper once said? We were in the jungle and Michael was with us and we were shooting that scene uh, near the waterfall and everything. Casper yeah. looked at Michael and said, you know what, Michael, if we all suddenly now basically get through... I mean, and just how to say right in English, Casper. I mean, just go cut through the cut through. Exactly, one of us will fly like that. Yeah, Exactly. So Casper uh, always make fun of bodybuilders, but he's uh, he's a great bodybuilder himself. And my, my brother's a pro, pro wrestler, so he when he was in the WWE had like like those were all his friends, people who just walked around like that. And he, my brother had a name for it, and it was fucking hilarious. It was an invisible muscle syndrome. Something like that. <laughs> Where like, Something like that. The, yeah. the, the more insecure you are, the more your arms go up. Well, Alexander never had to because his arms right. are literally, you look at him, he's like pumping iron over there. He's got his bands and his arms are like, if I balled up my entire body in a ball, I'd be about the size of his arms. Yeah, I the, mean, the reason his arms are the like width of your head because he's going to pop it off with just like one flex. Yeah, it's amazing. And, and then working out, and then also you have the other people, the, all the martial artists there, which was amazing for us to be around. I had trained for two years with Olivier Gruner on the on the beach. And that's, and that's the blonde dude? Yeah, the, the tall blonde, blonde dude? Yeah, he, he trained me. On, I had seen him at the gym once training, um, training another actor for a film, and I said, who's that guy? I didn't even know he was the actor that he was, and then later I was, oh my God, I know who you are. And and then, you know, and then Mark was my instructor and teacher uh, for Muay Thai and, and mixed martial arts when I met Alexander. 
I was living with them. And, uh, and that's exactly what you asked before. What should we say to the, all the geeks about healthy lifestyle? We, I mean, I won Mr. Juniors three times. Casper tried different martial arts. Uh, Don Dragon was a kickboxing champion. Cynthia Rothrock is a karate uh, girl and everything. Find something which will, uh, will make you love fitness. Find something for yourself. If you don't like lift weights, it's okay. Just do jogging or do swimming. Don't just do, do jogging. Oh, you said jogging. Uh, jogging, exactly. So just, uh, just do something for your health. Right. You know, starting today. You, know? yeah. you, do it. you run every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're a runner, so you have that going for yeah, you. Yeah, I don't know what I'm running from, but I'll find it. <laughs> I hope it never catches me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bruce, Bruce Lee said if you can only do one thing, you can mm-hmm. only train one thing, run. And he was saying that so that you'd have stamina in the ring or in a fight. Right. And I take it for, like, if I ever ran into somebody like Alexander Nevsky in the street, I would run so fast. <laughs> <I'd be> like, <laughs> I was scared of, like, having – I was scared of having Alexander in, in – in the studio and I was like, Oh, it, it feels like I'm just hanging out with like a fellow film geek, but you gave me, but he can kill you. Like, you gave me so many, you gave me so many compliments. And now I'm really, I'm really appreciate the fact that we don't have my friend Conan Stevens over here. Conan Stevens, he was original mountain in game of Thrones. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And when, when we're together with him, it's basically me like Casper and him like me. I mean, he's like that. He's bigger he's, than he's, you. He's, I mean, he's twice bigger. And it just says, and we, when we work out in gold, <laughs> I mean, I always, it's great to work out with him. Because when, when you're with him, I mean, it's bad for ego because no one gives me any compliments. But <laughs> it's good, I mean, for, for results. Because, and, and how, because you, kind of, you kind of do what he does and he clearly knows what the hell he's doing. And you just kind of emulate his workout or you know, for get me, advice? You know, for me, uh, once um, uh, I trained with my friend, I mean, uh, the, the guy I know well, his name is Magnus Samuelson. He won uh, World's Strongest Man. And he's very strong. He's a little bit taller than me, but he was huge and uh, very strong, right? And when uh, we started to talk about weightlifting, I mean, they can lift. I mean, he went to the gym first time in his life, and he benched like 400 pounds. I mean, he, he's an unbelievable guy. But before that unbelievable guys, the one thing which I can do like better than any of them, or at least like any of them, it's uh, barbell curl mm-hmm. for biceps. Because in my best, I did like about 320 pounds. Whoa. Uh, exactly. And that's exactly what they're doing. So I cannot squat with them. I cannot bench uh, with them. I mean, on their level, but I can do my biceps at least I could have before. And I think that's how you pop the people's heads. Is you put them exactly, the exactly. Box. That's Just how. Yep. Like a yep. watermelon. Um, yep. Do you? Uh, I had a question that I got stupid. Uh, when you cut the weight, like you did after the movie, you trimmed down. Do you do it with box? And then how easy is it for you to put it back on? Because we're going to have to make the sequel. Uh, to be honest with you, I mean, of course, it's about, you just mentioned what uh, your uh, brother said about bodybuilders. And right. I was a bodybuilder myself. And, of course, it's hard to lose weight. Yes. It's hard because it's, it's hard to gain weight, especially naturally, because I do it naturally. And it's, uh, it's hard mentally to lose it because you feel smaller or whatever. But, I mean, if you produce movies, I mean, if you work uh, and uh, deal with everything... I mean, you don't, sometimes you don't have time to work out. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, on my previous film on Black Rose, I was a director. And it's on Netflix now. You can check it out. And it's I was called a, Black Rose? Black Rose. It's about a Russian cop who has to join LAPD for one month to help them to find a killer in West Hollywood. So he travels from Moscow with big gun like Jody Hari. And, I mean, he doesn't uh, read rights to bad guys. He just shoots, he shoots them in them. the head right away. And uh, Robert Davies is in the movie. And Kristana Lokin is playing My American Partner. I mean, it, it's, it's a nice action. It was theatrical in Russia and it's on Netflix now. But I was a director also. I was a director, and I created a story, and I produced it, and I was in every scene. Of course, I didn't have time uh, to work out much. And Matthias Hughes, 
the blonde guy who was uh, in Showdown Manila, great guy. He was in Dark Angel with Dolph Lundgren. Big, huge. I mean, he did time for working out. And he showed up on set of Black Rose, and he was twice bigger than me. Holy crap. Exactly. I said, uh, come on, we have to recast him. And he's my friend and everything, but how can he be twice bigger than me? Of course, we didn't. But uh, <laughs> on Showdown in Manila, I was bigger. I was bigger. And that's the thing. Like, uh, I kind of like it when the villains are bigger than the I heroes. And I know you hate it. As a star, <laughs> of course you hate it, because there's a level of, like, insecurity that comes exactly. up. But as far as the dramatic... You know, as far as the drama, you want yeah, the, the person to be Darth freaking Vader. And that's the fun thing about this movie is that, you know, no offense to Casper because Casper is built. And, like, dude, the work you've done in the last year, I'm like, I see your Instagram. I'm like, holy shit. Exactly. Um, but uh, but next to Alexander, like. I'm Danny DeVito. You're some comedic relief. <laughs> and, uh, and and that's what I like is, like, like, no. like, like the drama is Casper gets thrown in a couple fights and you're like. Okay, good luck. And you're invested. You know, you don't want to see the funny guy die either. You know, I'm thinking sequel. What's it going to take? Sequel time. Let's talk. What I want to do if we uh, one day do a sequel, first of all, I want Casper uh, to direct because he directed four movies already. He is award winning director. Not many people know about that, but he is. So, and again, as I said before, He's a great action icon. Everyone knows that, and everyone loves him uh, as an action icon. But also, he's a great actor. Can you and do actually, double duty? Are you up for double duty? Yeah, I would love to. Exactly. And we discuss it for uh, for several months now and everything. And just what I think we would do, we will get more guys. Because you mentioned Richard Norton. You mentioned Michael mm-hmm. Dudikoff. There's Bolo Yang. There's Bolo so Yang many, would be awesome. He lives, he lives out here. He lives like in... Like Alhambra or something. He's he's in California now. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's not in Hong Kong. He's in California, and he actually his son is a his bodybuilder. Son is, his he's son a bodybuilder. looks like him. Exactly, and a bodybuilder. There's so many great actors and great. I mean, uh, Richard Norton. He mm-hmm. he worked more as a fight choreographer now. I think he was fight choreographer on Suicide Squad, and wow. uh, but he's still in this amazing shape, you know. And he kind of he he looks like he looked when he did Jackie Chan movies and everything. So if we do that, and I hope we'll do that. We'll get even bigger cast, you know, and just, uh, unfortunately, we killed uh, Tagawa and Hughes, and, I mean, uh, somebody else, we will not spoil it no to spoilers. the audience. No spoilers. But uh, we we'll find see. some people. We'll see. Of yeah. course we will. Ken Leong. Exactly. <laughs> like, there, there's ton of awesome actors. Ton of them. Ton of them. Um, who would you like to see as director of this film, Casper? Who would I like to see as director of this film? As the director of this film, the sequel. Who would I like to see as yeah. casting? If I was to cast yeah. it? Well, yeah, oh, well, you're well, the director. I'd, I'd you have to see the script. I, of course I want the two of us to Is have our... Is there a script? Not yet. Because, because I got stuck so doing, much. What are you I got, doing this weekend? Uh, exactly, that's the that's, that's thing. What, what, what I'm doing this weekend, guys, I'm finishing freaking Maximum Impact. Because you guys are freaking improving half the damn thing anyway. We, so. we, we have to. It's just I got stuck with my uh, next film after Showdown in Manila, which I just mentioned, Maximum Impact. Yeah. Great movie, but uh, Andrzej Bartkowiak, who was a director, right? He never directed independent film. Oh, no. He was always directing uh, studio movies, right? So he basically uh, he made Maximum Impact Kinda as a studio movie, which which is great, but if, if you can imagine, I mean, we sh- we shot it for a month longer. Yeah, we did post production for half year longer. Yeah, and and, and post production wise, uh, I mean, it was uh, hell for me and everything. But we just finished it, and and I, I couldn't do another one before I finished this one. You know, right? So uh, that's why we didn't start uh, another. But if we do a sequel, I wanna I wanna work with Casper again, and uh, I wanna get more guys again, and I hope when we'll be here next time. I hope next time I'll be here for Maximum Impact, but uh, after that, <laughs> we'll definitely promote Showdown in Manila too. You know, and it's just, 
again, it's, it's, it was a huge fun making it. Mm-hmm. Fun, you know, for me, huge fun. Tough shoot, but huge fun. Well, yeah. And, and we talked about, we, we were in Hawaii together. It was funny. We talked about doing Showdown in Manila too, or Showdown in Hawaii, or doing Showdown in You can in, kind of take it anywhere. It's in like Havana. Really, yeah. yeah, you can do it. We could do, it wouldn't have to be, you know, it'd just be another Showdown. Right. Actually, it was so, so good in Hawaii because uh, I taped for my Instagram. I just uh, I just started Instagram uh, like uh, a year ago. Whatever. What's your handle? It's uh, real Alex Nevsky. Real real Alex Nevsky. Okay. N a v s k y. Real Alex Nevsky. So basically, I, I mean, I already have like three people over there that just uh, follow me. <laughs> no, I mean, no, it's about thirty thousand, but it's still like three people. But it's okay. But my point is, uh, I mean, uh, I taped a little bit for my Instagram. Like uh, me and Casper, uh, we would like to ask our audience if we should make showdown in Manila too. Right, and I put it on my Instagram. It was so so easy because, like, our lady, I showed it to Casper. Said, "See, see Casper, everyone wants to wants us to make another movie. Everyone." And my girlfriend Maria told me, "How many people did you block? I mean, and, and uh, delete comments." And I said, "About half of them, but it's it's okay. So it's even, it's even better. <laughs> we have more, the, you, we have more negative, positive people here." She's saying the negative comments you had to kick uh, out. But, yes, she, no, Maria, Maria is much uh, Who younger the hell than me. Gives you negative comments. Uh, I mean, so the two people from internet, they were already blocked. But my, my point is, Maria, <laughs> Maria she, she's younger, and she told me, Alexander, I mean, in social media, I mean, it's, there are some rules, and you should keep all the comments. You should keep negative comments. You should keep, I mean, it's freedom of speech. I said, you know what? In my social media, there's like uh, old Soviet type of, type, uh, type of things. <laughs> there's no negative stuff. There's all the positive stuff. If you say one negative thing, you freaking blocked. If you if you don't want us to shoot another showdown in Manila, you freaking blocked because we shoot it anyways. I mean that's how we do. And my told me uh, she told me Sasha, it's not like social media works. I, my social media works exactly like that. In you know, Mother so, Russia, exactly. In so Mother everyone, Russia, please follow me on Real Alex Nevsky. You exactly, Real Alex Nevsky. It's freedom the, of speech. The people you ask who does that is the people who couldn't do it in person. Oh, there's no fucking there's way. There's no way they'd come there's up in no person. There's no way someone's coming up to you telling you not to do so something. It's, it's those people that are like trying to be like, oh, I'm going to try to be brave now and I'm going to say this on there's the internet no because I don't think he'll find me. way. But the real thing is he's Russian and they know how to find things on the internet. We all know we that. All know so those that. people are going to die Thanks, anyhow. Guys. Thanks, guys. Exactly. Thanks, collusion. <laughs> well, Geekscapist, uh, this has been a fucking awesome episode. Thank I can't you. wait for the sequel. Um, the sequel and, to this episode? No, well, the sequel. Uh, well, we'll, we'll be here tomorrow. I mean, I mean Kevin, we'll we haven't tomorrow. even talked about what I mean, you've got a million things going on. Yeah. So, like, it's hard to get you. But I'm so excited about this one. This is the one I'm, I'm so excited about. We we're, And we're going to do it on Monday. You have to come on Monday. Okay. With your girlfriend. Please. You know what I'm supposed to do? I'm supposed to go down to Star Wars and watch this new oh. VR experience. I have tickets, but it starts at 1130, so we'll work it out. Um, we'll send you an invitation. Geekscapists, uh, the movie's called Showdown in Manila. It is available uh, in theaters this Friday. You guys can check the local listings. There's probably a website, right? Uh, I think it, it's easy. It's La Emle in La Emle theaters. It's easy okay. to find. And yep. then uh, it, on VOD this coming Tuesday, the 23rd. So check all of the listings. Watch some super action. It'll kick ass. You can follow Casper online. He's easy to find on Twitter and Instagram and all yeah. that stuff. At Casper Van Dien. He's got a million things coming up. Alexander, it's been awesome fucking meeting a fellow film geek. Thank you very much. This is awesome. Uh, again, Showdown in Manila, guys. Look for it. Geekscapists, we're back. We're going to start giving you the weekly episodes right here from the Westwood One Studios. And I'm going to duck out because my buddy Matt Pinfield, who you guys have heard from on a recent Geekscape, needs the studio. I could go on forever. I love you, Geekscapists. Geekscapists forever. Peace.